Welcome to Pop Culture Federation Podcast. I'm your host, Michael. I'm Matt. And according to the parakeet that lives next door, my name is Ron! Uh, today's episode is the second anniversary of our Christmas special. <gasps> airing, airing, presented to you on Christmas Day. Alright. Christmas Day? That's tomorrow. Oh, it's actually today. Alright, hot. Yes, so Merry Christmas to you all. Did you all get the Christmas gifts that you wanted? No. No. Please stop asking. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well, I got my Turbo Man action figure, so fuck all <gasps> y'all. A teaser! <laughs> Originally, we weren't going to do a Christmas episode because we are going to be a Scrooge because 2020 sucks. But Matt decided to do one anyway, so Matt, why don't you tell us what it is? Yeah. Right! I mean, if you are a fan of anything, you've probably come across someone's tier list. So... This for this Christmas, we decided that um, why not make a tier list of Christmas movies? Uh, so these movies are primarily going to consist of movies that were made in the eighties, nineties, two thousands, basically like our era. Um, but maybe later on, we'll be able to do a deep dive on like the nineteen fifty six Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Hell. Are you guys ready for that? <laughs> Another teaser. But basically how it's going to work is one of us will bring up a movie and we'll just do just a broad overview of the movie. Because at this point, if you haven't seen like a lot of these movies, well, one, we highly recommend you see them. And two, um, it this it's going to be more about our discussion about why we think each movie should be in the tier list. So the way the tier list is going is we have uh, rankings of S tier, which is the top. It's just like the cream of the crop, brother. <laughs> oh. And then we got A, B, C, D, and F. No minuses, though, Ron. Remember that. <gasps> Damn. So, yeah, you guys get that? You guys have any questions? This is a new new thing. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good, good yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So I'll bring it up first. So I'm my first movie that I'm going to bring to the table for you guys uh, is... The Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh. The Muppets Christmas Carol was made in 1992. And, I mean, it's basically just your typical Christmas Carol where uh, Ebenezer Scrooge is, you know, a Scrooge. And he's (laughs) basically an asshole and makes all of his uh, workers come in on Christmas Day. And during Christmas Eve, he is haunted by three ghosts. Uh, to which he realizes, oh my god, I'm an asshole. And then he, you know, makes Christmas cool again. This version has, you know, the Muppets in it, as well as Sir Michael Kine. <laughs> my cocaine. Michael Kine. And fun fact about this, uh, Sir Michael Kane told the producer, Brian Henson, I'm going to play the movie like I'm working with the Royal Shakespeare Company. I will never wink. I will never do anything Muppety. I'm going to play Scrooge as if it's an utterly dramatic role and there are no puppets around me. (laughs) And he did. (laughs) Uh, I just, that story is hilarious to me. 
where he's just like sitting on set next to Kermit and he's just like not talking to him. Uh, but anyway, so I'm going to give the Muppets Christmas Carol. I'm going to start it off by putting it in the A tier. Wow. Um, I think. Oh my god. Wow, Matt. We're, I, we're currently watching Matt trying to place like actually I know. place them in the tier. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I think Muppets Christmas Carol is an A ranking, uh, mostly because mm. it's the movie growing up that uh, we used to watch when the tree was being put up. Uh, it's very nostalgic for me. Hmm. Um, I even have the record of the soundtrack. Damn. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty legit. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna give it an A ranking. What do you guys think? Why is it a good movie? Why it's probably the best adaptation of a Christmas Carol. On, in because I mean, the Muppets make an incredible performance. Other than and Michael Caine, Michael Caine is uh like he took the role seriously and like michael kane doing a serious acting role for a muppets movie like it it's weird to see but like it works so well you know so like i said i think it's the best christmas carol adaptation on film and like muppets hijinks and michael kane doing and really great performance like i think it's an a can I just can I just say unpopular opinion? I don't think that there has ever been like a truly great, like just like straight, played straight version of a Christmas Carol put on film. Because you know there's there's tons of versions out there. There's like the George C. Scott George C. Scott version. There's the the Jim Carrey animated one. There's the freaking the Flintstones Christmas Carol. There's all sorts of Christmas carols. There to me, there's never been like a live action like definitive everyone agrees that this is good a good version of the christmas carol one and if i ever become a filmmaker that's one of the projects i want to do is making a good live action version of the christmas carol because everyone knows what it is but it's kind of like robin hood like you know everyone knows the story but there are are there actually any good versions of it Hmm? i think that's what makes it funny with the statement of me saying i think it's the best adaptation and it has yeah. the great gonzo and miss piggy in it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but do you guys think it should be higher lower a is a good spot for it uh maybe b but i, I mean it all comes down to personal preference i'm i could pers- personally i can like give or take the muppets i don't really care but yeah i'd, I'd probably put it in like b tier for me okay what about you mike uh i'm with ron putting it in a b all right. All right. I am outvoted, so yeah, Muppet's Christmas Carol not too goes much down disagreement there. To be. It is definitely no. it is definitely one of the it is definitely the last I believe the last of the great Muppet era of the eighties. Uh into the early nineties. Huh. Uh, I think this is the last one made. <gasps> you don't like Muppet's Treasure Island? <laughs> when did that that came out in like the mid nineties, right? Yeah. Yeah, so this is one of the last ones. Drunk Tim Curry one. gave a performance of a lifetime. <laughs> no, I'm, um, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh my god, a future episode we should rank all. We should do a tier list of all the Muppets movies. <laughs> I, I believe that this movie, the reason why it suffers, is because of the story of the Christmas Carol is weak. Yeah, not any fault of the Muppets. I think the Muppets, if anything, made it better, mm. and made it relatable to children. Um. 
and Michael Caine's performance was great, but I think the the Christmas Story Redemption arc is a uh, is a little weak. I, granted, I have not read the book or the original. Uh, was it a book? It was a book, right? It was eighteen fifty three novella, yeah, by Charles Dickens. So that might be better and might be more you know dark and gloomy. But I feel like if somebody who's that much of an asshole is going to have a change of heart overnight. Uh, it's not going to be through three ghosts telling them a story of his morality and suddenly being like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. I'm going to do this, this, well, and that. Well, it's a combination of him seeing the ghost and then, like, him, you know, it, it's kind of like, you know, going back in time and, like, looking at yourself being an asshole to everyone and seeing your own mistakes. So I actually, yeah. I actually right. think it's a good, to me, it's a good story. But, but he, he has a, again, I didn't read the original book, but he has such a change of character literally overnight. And I don't know how long his dream sequences are supposed to last. You know, this was a, what, hour and a half movie. So, you know, each one, each, the past, the present, and the future was 10, 15 minutes. So did he spend, because other things have copied this. And they've, they've shown where, like, people spent a long time in the past or a long time in the present, a long time in the future to really get like the flesh for it not just see things and it's like maybe he wasn't an asshole the whole at you know the whole time to have the change of heart i don't know i you know probably will never read the novella of a christmas carol uh it's a it's a fine story it really has nothing to do with christmas besides being setting set in christmas well but you know oh god i was just about to be like does it even deserve a place at the table to be a christmas movie but it does yeah it does but it has nothing to do with like some of the other ones on this list have more so to do with christmas this this could happen on the fourth of july and he bought fireworks for timmy instead of (laughs) you know timmy timmy wanted to see america's independence tiny tim's bar mitzvah (laughs) <laughs> you know like you know same thing yeah. thanksgiving fourth of july you could put any holiday in there the, the, it, the redemption arc had nothing to do with christmas guys i have another thousand dollar idea oh, no. we just do christmas carol but thanksgiving we call it <laughs> pop culture fed thanksgiving carol and it's just during <laughs> ron's food coma he's visited <laughs> by ghosts and was like you should have eaten the dark meat Yo, I'm a like, dark... Oh my god! <laughs> I'm a dark meat like, fan. Here... Dark meat is the best. I'll I die think on this. this is where you went. I think this is here's a thousand dollar idea. Life. Sorry, Mike. Go ahead. Ron, here's where you went wrong in life. <laughs> oh, I. You should have asked that girl out on a date who we talked about like 15 episodes ago, but I can't remember her name. Jessica. Jessica. Was there a Jessica? Or was that Matt? I don't think I've ever liked a Jessica what? like that. <laughs> Well, there's outside a, there's, of there's our moment, favorites, Jessica. <laughs> no, no, there was a moment on like around that time where you you were talking about asking a girl out, or you did in the past, or like you could have. I know, I think it was Matt, wasn't you? And Matt was like, "Oh, would have you know?" And I was like, "What would could have what could have been if Matt had asked out such and such?" So now we're combining Christmas Carol and Butterfly Effect. See. <laughs> We're cooking with gas now. <laughs> Christmas. All right, Ron, I believe you are next up on our tier list. <laughs> Jesus, that fell off the rails so fast. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm just going to go. I'm going to say it. I loved this movie as a kid. 
Wait, time out. Christmas Carol is Ebenezer Scrooge, right? Correct. Yes. yes. Okay, my fault. Keep going. Yeah, that's why, what you call I mean, like, there's, you know, Scrooge is a modern adaptation. I don't think that one's too great, though. I think it's okay. Because that, that one's that one's with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bill Murray. Correct. The duck has nothing to do with it, right? The what? The what? The duck. Scrooge McDuck. No. no. <laughs> no. Did they do a they didn't do a Christmas thing right? That's where I he came from. They did. Uh, yeah, I think they. Like, yeah, yeah. It was more. It was. It was based. Scrooge McDuck is based off of Ebenezer Scrooge very loosely. Mm-hmm. He's just a rich Scotsman that hates his cousins, <laughs> nephews. Sorry. No. Well, yeah. I digress. Ronald, you're up. I was just okay. Well, we'll discuss off off screen more about Christmas Carol, but anyway. It's a fine movie, and the Muppets one is the best one that I've seen adaptation. I, I just think you really underrated the mini arcs inside of the larger arc of like you know he visits the present day and he's like oh it's not bad, and then he visits the past he visits the past and he's like oh man maybe I am a fuck up, and then he visits the the future and they're like oh everyone hates you and he's just like let me go buy a turkey for that kid who can't walk. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this question let's just say somebody you don't like right like somebody like really like it's a piece of shit to you you know not nice just overall like grumpy person but you like you have to deal with them because that's life and you know out of nowhere they on a holiday pick your holiday whatever you want they knock on your door with a turkey that's already cooked (laughs) you know bundling full of joy saying merry christmas or happy Fourth of July, or happy Thanksgiving, whatever you want to celebrate. And they're, sure, and they're all like cheery and you know, like hip hip cheerio. And you know, they come with a cooked turkey, and they come with all this like gifts. And they're like, Ron, I love you, blah blah blah. And just the the night before, they were a piece of shit to you, telling you you got to work on that holiday, and that they they hate you, and that you're a terrible person, whatever. Are you going to be like, are you on drugs? A big part of it was, like, when he shows up to the house, he's like, yo, man, my bad. I'm (laughs) really sorry. I'm bridging somebody Somebody who's a a piece of shit to you for years, all of a sudden, on a holiday, is just like, hey, you know, I I love you. I love this. I love your, your... Tiny son, tiny Tim, and <laughs> you know I'm Maverick-sized Tim now. But but like okay. I, I you know, and they they do all that. You would be like, no, go away. You're an asshole. You're a crackhead. This okay, and that. Mike, it's there's no people just don't forgive. Okay, like you that. also not, have to understand. During the 1800s, like a fully cooked meal and some presents went a long way. That's like modern day, like showing up with like a fucking like delivery from like melting pot like five course <laughs> meal and like an edible arrangement platter and like okay mike can i make three retorts we should also sure. talk about other movies <laughs> yeah we, we will we will okay hold on <laughs> uh mike three quick retorts one i have seen because i love the story of a christmas carol i have seen adaptations of the christmas carol where initially uh bob cratchit is just like you know at first he's like no this is like it's not right. Like you're playing a trick on me, Scrooge. And so they have like a few minutes of back and forth. And I think I've even seen one where like Cratchit like denies him at the door, and then like Scrooge has to go back and stuff. So yeah, like that has been like something brought up. Number two, 
I think there's a difference because you got to remember Cratchit is like an employee of Scrooge. So I think there's a difference between, you know, someone you hate coming and saying that and your boss coming and saying, Oh, well, you know, I thought about it and I think you're a really good guy and a really good employee. And like, I want to help you and stuff. I think that's, it's a different dynamic. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. But I'm saying, would you let your boss into your home? No, but he, I would let my boss give me a turkey on the day off after he said, Hell you yeah. need to work. And then you would close the door in his face? After I take the turkey, I'd say, thank you. <laughs> you know what should have happened? Well, then I'd open the door and be like, do you have some stovetop stuffing? And he'd say no, and I'd close the door. <laughs> I only came for the stovetop stuffing. <laughs> Here's what should have happened. Not sponsored. Yet. <laughs> yet. He should have... Scrooge should have, you know... Everything played out as it did, and at the end, he shows up yeah. with the turkey, and Kermit, uh, or Bob, Bob, what's his name, Bob Cratchit? Cratchit! Bob Cratchit says, Bob Cratchit, like, puts him in his place and is be like, you know, it's, yeah, you're supposed to, like, you know, forgive him this and that, but, like, I, I don't want you in my home, I don't, like, you you really, like, hurt me, ruined my life, yeah. whatever, and then Scrooge has that realization, like, wow, you can't just, like do that you have to just not be a shitty person and then he kills himself what the fuck and then that would no. end the movie wow that's how do you it know what end. a redemption arc is Mike? <laughs> <laughs> but also yeah you know the rich kind of suck but anyway i mean and then left his money to tiny but Tim. there's also been <laughs> like you know been. adaptations i think like an animated one i forget which one where like you know uh scrooge walks into cratchit's home and like Scrooge just he pretends like he didn't learn his lesson and he's still treating Cratch Bob Cratchit as like a piece of crap. And then he's like, Oh, I'm just kidding. Here's a turkey and here's some presents and here's a here's a thing so you're well, kicking There's walk. also the Disney one where after Scrooge McDuck walks in, mm-hmm. Mickey just beats the ever living shit out of him and it's like, <laughs> You've ruined my life <laughs> Tiny Tim died. But real. yeah, Muppets Christmas Carol, it's a B tier. <laughs> on our rankings so after 20 minutes of talking about christmas carol one movie <laughs> strap in boys this is gonna be a long podcast uh ron <laughs> would you like to give us the next one i'll do a quick one because i was initially gonna do another one i'll just do a quick one <clears throat> from the archives um one of the f- one of the best films that richard attenborough and elizabeth bis Elizabeth Perkins and Dillick McDermott and Matilda starred in uh, Matilda's real name is Mara Wilson. Uh, Miracle on 34th street from 1994. It is a very special place in my heart, considering that was about the age when I started to like recognize things that were going on, like in the world around me. Um, since then I've actually, you know, since, uh, you know, having consciousness for more than 20 years, uh, I've watched that movie again. I'd say Miracle on 34th Street, the 1994 version. Uh, I'd say it's B tier. Like, it's got some major, major flaws. And, oh, God, what's the... They replaced Macy's. Macy's did not want to be a part of it. So they, um... I forget what the name of the store that they use off the top of my head. Excuse me. Um, Anyway, yeah. I think it's just like a, a good story of, you know, believing... Believing in the, the true spirit of Christmas and, you know, in sometimes in a positive way, people are not who they appear to be. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's just a it's just a, a, a fun, a fun story. The whole like, you know, God thing is a little bit here or there, but uh, <laughs> a little on the nose. Yeah. 
yeah, I think it's just in, enjoyable. Uh, you know, it's it's all right. It's not it's not great. I think that's why it's B tier. Like it it like it just it's just a cut above bad. So, I mean, I'd say B C C a little bit more likely. I mean, it's it's a it's a movie that like I've watched in my childhood. Like my sister really really liked this movie. Um, but like, as I've grown older, I kind of haven't really watched it. I've watched the older version more than the, than the newer one. And the older version, the only thing that sticks <laughs> yeah, out is one, all the mailman in the is courthouse. the old one with the guy like who played, um... With all the letters. Dr. Hammond that's from Jurassic Park. Yeah, the 1994 one is, yeah, that's, that's Richard Attenborough. Oh, that's the 94 that, yes. one. Never mind. Yeah, the... I've never seen this movie, so I abstain from voting. Oh, okay. But I put I put it I put it in the B tier uh, for basically one exclusive reason. It's Dylan McDermott. The man can do no wrong. God, he's just so he's just so hot. He's just so sexy. I almost want to put that in the C tier for that <laughs> reasoning alone. Like yeah, freaking yeah, Dylan McDermott. Richard Attenborough was great in the movie. Like I realized he was like. Great. I will say the the writing for like Elizabeth Perkins Coles that's what it was Coles but it was C O L E comma or sorry apostrophe s not like you know the Coles department store as in like K O H L apostrophe yeah, 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 so it was yeah, Coles yeah. not Coles um but yeah the writing for the movie overall was pretty scant but yeah Richard Attenborough you know he did a he did a fantastic job and Mara Wilson she's you know she was a good child actor so yeah Miracle on 34th Street BT All right so, I guess it's staying on the okay. B tier. I think it's now Mike's turn to pick a movie. <clears throat> Mine is a... I don't really think it actually categorizes it as a movie because it's not long enough. Oh. But, you know, for the sake of it, it's uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the 1964 Christmas Stop Motion animated television special created by NBC. Uh, or created by General Electric, who owns NBC. Um, <laughs> since 1972, it's aired on CBS. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer uh, was created by the Macy's Department Store to sell books. Or, no, they gave it out free books to kids at Christmas, and Rudolph was one of them and happened to be the most popular one. Uh, the plot centers around a reindeer who was born to Donner, one of Santa's nine reindeer, who was born with a red nose that glows. Outcasted for that, he is kicked out and set off uh, on an adventure through uh, what I believe is actually hell, but it's the <laughs> North Pole, um, through the Island of Misfit Toys. Uh, he meets a reindeer and wants to be a dentist. Oh, not a reindeer. An elf wants to be a dentist, and they're all trying to run away from a monster, the Abominable Snowman, and eventually it's a blizzard and they can't see so somehow a tiny reindeer nose is able to guide santa's sleigh through a blizzard when high beams can't do that to a moving vehicle <laughs> in the 21st century this happened because this is hell and this is symbolism for devil worship and satanism sure. don't at me okay. it is what it is uh, however, given what it is, I give this movie, pardon me, like, I want to give it an A, but, like, I don't, I'm only giving it an A because of what it is, but I think it, in terms of, like, what it, the stop motion animation's an A. 
I think that's fantastic. Truly ahead of its time. I think... <laughs> True. For 1964... Truly of its time. <laughs> it's it's um, no Davy and Goliath. <laughs> it's, it's definitely... And, and the fact that it's still on to this day, and they haven't changed it or updated it, it's, it's still the same thing. And the the music's a little annoying, but again, it's 1964. That's just what it was. Like a light bulb. Uh, I'm gonna stick with. I'm gonna say B. Oh, B. B instead of A. Yeah, okay. but I don't think. No, it's an A. Uh, yeah, it's an A. All right. For me. Moving it back up. <laughs> yeah, it's an A. Uh, it's. It's like a. I mean, it's. I mean, none of these movies, I think, that we have on the list are actually about Jesus, so <laughs> in terms of what we would say a Christmas movie is, it's probably the closest Obviously, one. Obviously, you Ron, we don't even, closest one. Ron, we don't even need to argue. Mike's doing it for us. Okay. Um, I was just going to say, I think Rudolph, it's definitely like, like A to B tier for me. I will actually make the argument for one of my movies later on that it is a live-action sort of retelling of the story like it's kind of like it's the same basic bone structure of rudolph just live action and you know for my next movie i'll outline it i'll outline it so yeah we'll talk about that because i think my the movie i have the bone structure retelling is actually an s tier wait are we doing s tier yeah Oh, we are. Yeah, no, I'll keep it at A tier. It's, yeah, it's, I think A tier is the perfect fit for it. I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's out of all the ones we've covered so far, it's a, it's a classic. Like, there's a reason it's been shown since the '70s. Yes, and I think it's I think it's the best stop motion that all of them have. Like, out of all of the Ooh. ones that they've made, I think it's the best stop motion movie ever made. Couple of arguments there, Jesus. Chicken run. <laughs> what? Chicken run with the has entered the chat. Uh, Frankenweenie has entered the chat. <laughs> oh, that's actually a good film. Uh, um, but yeah, I think A is a good spot for it. It's. I don't think it's S. We haven't gotten to our S's yet. Yeah, we'll get to our S's. Yeah. There's only one movie on this list that's an S. I have two movies. On I have two as well. Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry. There are two movies on this that are nest here. All right. So Wait, my missing one? No, no. You might be. So my second film. Uh, again, I'm. Let's actually keep it to the TV specials, shall we? I'm going to do a Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh. Oh, that's right. Uh, Charlie Brown Christmas is probably the oldest one that we have, clocking in at coming out in 1965. Uh, when Charlie Brown complains about the overwhelming materialism that he sees amongst everyone during the Christmas season, because you know every child thinks about that, uh, Lucy suggests that he becomes director of the school Christmas pageant. Charlie Brown accepts, but it proves to be a frustrating struggle. In an attempt to restore proper spirit with a forlorn little fur Christmas tree fails, he needs Linus's help to learn the real meaning of Christmas. Christmas. Fun fact! This was the first animated special that the Peanuts gang did. Really? Yeah. And one thing that has always stuck out in my mind during this film is I don't know if it was popular during the 60s to have, like, metal Christmas trees, 
But when Charlie Brown is, like, looking for Christmas trees, like, he, like, knocks on one, and it makes a metallic noise. <laughs> and that has always stuck with me throughout. Like, I don't need the message of the film. I don't need, like, Charlie Brown having an existential crisis as, like, a seven-year-old. It's more of, like, metallic Christmas trees. <laughs> but I'm going to give Charlie Brown an A. I think, like Rudolph, it's a classic um it should be viewing it should be viewed every year what do you guys think i concur yeah that's good i don't think you're gonna get like an opposing argument from either of us um okay yeah. cool yeah awesome so yeah <laughs> wait we don't want to waste 20 minutes talking about the story not this time nah. yeah. we gotta save <laughs> no, that for it's, something it's, else it's, it's, it's true. a good story there's no devil worship it's fine <laughs> Yeah, it's true. It's Charles Schultz. It's pretty, pretty straightforward. Also, we actually, my family, as well as having the Christmas tree, we do have the small little Charlie Brown like twig tree that that we sit next to it. It goes next to our um our very famous award of the Christmas story leg lamp. What's your what's your shrimp forks? What? No. (laughs) What's your that's your family tradition, if I recall. It's my extended in-law family tradition. Well, it's yours True. now, baby. We aren't we aren't blood related, for the record. <laughs> I would hope not. Uh, Ronald, you. Hi, up? my name is Ronald. My next movie is a good one, Mr. Grinch. <laughs> uh, see, that's a that's a lead-in. The movie I have is How the Grinch stole christmas the original 1966 animated movie voiced by boris karloff it is was it really oh did you not know that (laughs) i did not i thought really by then yeah he he yeah he's the narrator and he voices um the grinch as well do you know he's most famous for isn't he he's one of the universal monsters isn't he frankenstein yeah so yeah, uh, I think uh, I I'm pretty sure everyone knows the um, <laughs> knows the plot to the Grinch. Um, yeah, so the Grinch, you know, he he works at a convenience store, and he wasn't even supposed to be working that day, and he gets really pissed off. Uh, he eventually plays hockey on the roof, and you know he <laughs> learns a couple life lessons, and there's a couple guys standing outside the convenience Fraud. store that teach him about himself as well. And yeah, that's uh, that's the Grinch. <laughs> Ron, I think you're talking about Mallrats. <laughs> yes. Well, Dante was in Mallrats, too. <laughs> in a row? <laughs> Fun fact, I actually cut Dante's deli meat once. No shit. That's, I swear to God, true story. I did that. He lives, he lives in an undisclosed location near where we, you, we grew up they, and I still reside. If people have listened to the show, they can probably gps where we're from um yeah for all of our viewers who are currently confused as to what the hell is going on right now the plot that i so jokingly described was actually to the 1994 independent film clerks and not how the grinch stole christmas because i'm assuming everyone for for somebody who doesn't like kevin smith i'm surprised you went over i only like two kevin smith films and clerks is one of them um but yeah so it's clerks and we live uh like when all three of us used to live in the same town, we lived the the town like the town over from one of the stars of Clerks where he lives. So yeah, so we've I've I've seen him in the Walmart 
but I heard stories. I, I have personally helped him. And then <laughs> after that, I told everyone in the meat room, and they were like, holy shit. <laughs> but I've heard stories like, you know, he's like, if you ever say, hey, you're whatever the fuck his name is. Hey, you're blah from Clerks. He's like, shut up, get away from me. Yep, you know? that's what I, my friend, that's what happened to my friend. The, uh, I met him once, but at Comic-Con, and I was like, hey, can I get a, oh. can I get a selfie? He goes, he goes, yeah, real quick. And yeah, like, that's mm-hmm. different, though. Anyway, uh... So, Ron, where do you put Clerks on the tier list of Christmas movies, Ron? Um, Clerks is S tier. No, no. Clerks is a good movie. Clerk, Clerks, Clerks, no, Clerks is an S tier. Christmas movies. Alright, on the next episode, we're doing Kevin Smith tier list well, movies. Well, I guess we're gonna have, like, two A tiers, and one B tier, and then all F tiers. Christmas movies. If you want to talk about a, a four-podcast episode-long argument, <laughs> <laughs> that's the one to tune into. The day that music died was when Ron Captain Marvel was bad. Yeah. We're watching Christmas movies till the end of the podcast. I'll give a Grinch a D. Seriously? Wait, sorry, what'd you say, Mike? I give it a D. How how the Grinch stole Christmas? Yeah. What? This movie is probably an A tier. Well, first you were supposed to do the Jim Carrey one. No, I don't like the Jim Carrey one. Well, that's the one they were supposed to do. No, I was supposed to do the... Okay, well, if it's the Jim Carrey one, starring... Jim... It doesn't matter. You went through the you went to the, the cartoon, which is fine. No, well, if we're... No, still I can D. still do the... The Jim Carrey one's an F. No, the Jim, uh, the Jim Carrey one's a D. I don't like it, but it's still got a couple of redeeming qualities. But... It's a whole movie that's like a... a like, undertones for like a sex cult. What? What's that thing where he's like, uh... In the beginning, in the beginning, they're all at a swinger party. So... Okay. I'm just saying, it's the whole movie is about joke. fucking... It's a sex joke. It's not a sex cult, though. <laughs> the love whole, is love, The whole Mike. town... The whole town is a whole, like... Big sex party. Yeah, man. They just got to... It's a whole... Sounds it's great a whole, to it's me. A whole, it's a whole, like, analogy of, like, why you should use contraception. <laughs> That's the whole movie. I, what movie what, were re- you watching? Rewatch it. Rewatch it, and then you'll see what I'm talking about. Where have you seen this analogy? I made it up. I watched it myself, and that's why I put it together. Pretty much, if you, you can do that to anything, though. No. Yes. You can't. No. You can't do that to Rudolph. You, you can absolutely do that, to, do that to Rudolph. You can't do that to Christmas you Carol, and you can't do that to Miracle on Thirty Fourth. Oh, you don't think I can? Can't do. Oh no, you can't. God. You're pulling at straws there. A Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. It's not a sex movie. Yeah, it is. No. Trust me, with Dylan McDermott, every movie's a sex movie. <laughs> anyway, I give the Grinch cartoon a D. The cart, the Grinch cartoon is an A. The Grinch live action is a D, mostly because I was like, going to say the cartoon is S. <laughs> no way. The, yeah, the way. cartoon. Right, what's the average? The right, cartoon the almost of, made S tier for me. What's the average of S, A, and D? Well, it's it's like a it's a B, yeah. All right. The Cumberbatch did a. Yeah, they did a. Yeah, it came out last year. Yeah, they did a remake like right before the pandemic hit, like a couple months before the pandemic hit, and it's a, the Benedict Cumberbatch one. Um, A live action or CG? CG. CG. It's a dream. I think it's DreamWorks. It's the same studio. Yeah. Yeah, who did the the Illumination? I think was after you listen to today's episode, go watch One Room in 1984 on HBO Max, free of charge. Shing, not a sponsor yet. (laughs) Oh jeez, if only. (laughs) All right, Mike, what's your second movie? 
Um, this is the. This is one of two S tiers. Um, and it's Die Hard. Oh, we're about to have a fight. <laughs> the 1988 oh, American. No. We're about to fight, Mike. <laughs> the 1988 American action Ooh. film directed by John McTiernan. Uh, and written by Jeff Stewart, stars Bruce Willis and Alan Rickman. Uh, Bruce Willis plays his probably his most famous role as John McClane, a uh, NYPD police officer who goes and saves his wife from a terrorist group run by Hans Gruber, played by Alan Rickman. And it is during a Christmas party, an office Christmas party, on Christmas Eve in 1988. Uh, John McClane is the the building is taken over. John McClane's inside. He works with Carl Winslow, who's outside, and he gets all the terrorists and climbs up the building and saves the day. It's a fantastic movie, and it's an S. Okay, Mike. Why why is it a Christmas movie? You ask? yes, thank you. <laughs> well, for starters, it takes place during Christmas Eve, and they're at a Christmas party. Okay, there wouldn't have been a party. If it wasn't, there, there's no no companies have random parties for like yes, they, do. they have Christmas parties. No, they don't. They have Christmas what? parties. Yes, and this is a Christmas Eve Mike, party. Th- it takes place during Christmas. It takes place during Christmas. Have you never heard of an employee picnic, Mike? Do you know the John McClane? John McClane. John McClane saved so many people's lives. He single-handedly saved Christmas for hundreds of families. Okay. Because if the terrorists would have killed everybody, you know how many people would have had a shitty Christmas? Wait. A lot. Okay. John McClane is like Santa Claus to these uh, people. Okay, Mike. I think that's a bit much. <laughs> no, it's true. So, <laughs> I think Die Hard is the best movie slash TV special out of all of these. However, I do not think it is a Christmas movie. Boom. Therefore, I'm giving it an F. <gasps> oh, because shit! Because it is a Christmas because it is a Christmas tier ranking, and Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. I, I do when I watch that movie, I do not evoke any Christmas cheer. I do not feel like I am closer to the Christmas spirit. In fact, I think I feel farther away from it. And like you said about Muppets Christmas Carol, you could probably change it to any other holiday for the reason why they're having a party and the movie is still the same. If you take that, you could probably do a lot of the other movies. You can't do that the same with that. So that's why I don't think Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Die Hard is absolutely a Christmas movie. So are you giving it an F too? Die Hard is probably the best film of all of these films. Well, I think but that's without a no argument there. In terms of being a Christmas movie, I gotta agree with Matt. Die Hard's an F. It's not a Christmas film. Well, I'm not. I'm not voted here. Die Hard is again great movie. It's fan. I I only saw it for the first time last year. It's just like it's just not a Christmas movie. I just think it's one of those edge lord kind of things and be like, oh, what's your favorite Christmas movie? It's Die Hard. <laughs> it takes place during Christmas. So yeah, I do. Uh... It's democracy, and I'm not voted. Wow, really? This was surprisingly tame. Wow. I I gotta be totally honest. I was not looking forward to this. 
part. Yeah, Mike, <laughs> Mike, I had my gloves on. Like, I was ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm proud of us. We've come a long way since... Mis- Although, we argued more about Grinch than Die Hard. <laughs> hmm. These are the main reasons why it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. The first part I mentioned takes place during a Christmas party. During Christmas, Christmas Eve. That was first. Okay. Um, no, I do not want to subscribe to your shitty website. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, it has Christmas one? music. Hold on. Number two. John McLean's wife has a Christmassy name. There are presents involved. Santa Claus makes an appearance. It has Christmas gifts. Uh, uh, it has snow at the end, and the screenwriter wrote it, who wrote it says it's a Christmas movie, so there. It's not snow. It's paper that's falling out of a burning building. It's like snow. That's what they were trying to go with because it's snow in Los Angeles. It snows in planes, trains, and automobiles, but that's a Thanksgiving movie, not a Christmas movie. And the screenwriter who wrote it says it's a Christmas movie, so you can't go argue against the person who wrote yes, you it. Can. Like I'm arguing with the the creator of GIF that it's not pronounced GIF, it's pronounced GIF. I'm also gonna, you know what? I'm gonna say the Pop Culture Federation's Thanksgiving Carol is a Christmas movie. No, it's a Valentine's Day movie. I mean, according to Macy's, Christmas starts as soon as Santa Claus shows up at the parade, which happens at like ten o'clock in the morning. So yeah, that's when Christmas starts. Well, I'm outvoted. So, next. All right. Sorry, Mike. Sorry, Mike. How about this? I'll do an S-tier movie. How about that? I don't think you have one. I think Ron has the last one. Do I? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, okay. So, I'm going to put Elf on the table. Fuck, I hate this movie. Oh, my God, Mike, you're going to be outvoted. (laughs) I know. That's the best part. Maybe we should do averages after this one. Okay. But, so... Die Hard should be at least a D. Alright, fine. I'll move it up. I'll move it up to D. Because it... Okay, for a movie... Grinch Grinch fell on the average. Grinch ended up right in the average spot. Yeah, everything else Well, we also had three different ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, Charlie Brown, we all agreed, was A. Um, Anyway, I digress. But, yeah. So, um, Elf... Came out in 2003. Um, Buddy, played by Will Ferrell, was a baby in an orphanage who stowed away in Santa's sack and ended up in the North Pole. Later, as an adult human who happened to be raised by elves, Santa allows him to go to New York City to find his birth father, Walter. Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. Uh, Walter, who's been on Santa's naughty list for being a heartless jerk, had no idea that Buddy was even born. Buddy, meanwhile, experiences the delights of New York City and human culture, as only an elf can. When Walter's relationship with Buddy interferes with his job, he is forced to reevaluate his priorities. This movie's an S-tier. This is probably the most Christmas movie that I I love this movie. Uh, This movie's so funny. The cast is incredible. Um, In a way of making fun of Christmas movies, it is... An incredible Christmas movie. Will Ferrell is is awesome. Um, memorable moments. All of them. Him basically giving me secondhand diabetes when he eats breakfast in the morning. But yeah, I think it's an S tier. And I'm pretty sure Ron feels the same way. It's... F. Mike, you know, go ahead. Go, uh, go make, make your case. 
I just think Will Ferrell ruins movies and tries to do stupid humor, which takes away from it. Yeah, it's a Christmas movie. I'm not going to argue against that. It it is what it is. It's um, jokes are weak. The I find it incredibly boring. <clears throat> it's I give it. Um, I'll give it a D, and I, I, you know, I'll give it a D for trying to be original in their their attempt. Um, however, I think if they chose a better actor, and Oof. you know, like, well, Jim, I read Jim Carrey was originally supposed to be in the role, and I'm not a huge Jim Carrey fan. I actually think Jim Carrey post, actually, right around that time is when he started going downhill. Uh, post the uh, Bruce Almighty was always last good movie but i think jim carrey would have done a way better job way better job uh, i don't know than will ferrell will ferrell is best served in playing um uh like a like a like part like partner movies where he's not the star like when he was in night at the roxbury or when he's in even that new one on netflix about uh eurovision star? was pretty good like he was pretty good in that but I think that he ruined the movie, and I just don't think it's that good, personally. Uh, I That's just my opinion, which is what this is. And, uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll, give, I'll even give it a D for being slightly original. Admittedly, I thought this was, this was my movie. I now know my last movie. But I was going to say, I think this is a bone structure retelling of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. How? I think, you know, it's someone who, like, was an outcast and whose family didn't love them, and then through, like, some abilities that they had of, like, you know, uh, Rudolph's was having a red nose, and Buddy's was spreading Christmas cheer and just being so, like, joyful no matter what. I think, like, their arcs are very, very similar. And then at the end, the you know, Santa needs them. So, yeah, I th- yeah. I think that just... you definitely I did not know that you changed my opinion of this movie now it's an F <laughs> it lost its originality <laughs> wow you make a really good point yeah, so wow F you're right is, this does sucks. suck wow thanks this is trash <laughs> um, every time it's on television I'm just like I cringe inside I'm like why I love Will Ferrell was in Night at the Roxbury is the only Will Ferrell movie that should be played what Besides that, okay, we're going to have to do a new tier list of, like, Ninja Turtle movies and Kevin Smith movies and Will Ferrell movies. I don't know why I said Ninja Turtle movies, but we'll do it anyway. If we <laughs> if we do a Will Ferrell tier list, most of them will be in the D's and F's except for Night at the Roxbury wow. and wow, wow, wow. probably Eurovision. Wow, wow, wow. And Superstar, but he wasn't really a star. Anyway, um, and the only one that likes Talladega yeah, Nights in the world. I fucking hate that. It made me not want to eat Wonder Bread. What is your problem? Let me I let me finish my thoughts on Elf. I mean, he's sure, I'm, sh- I'm sure Will Ferrell's a really nice person in real life, but I don't think he's a good actor. I think Will Ferrell plays like you know the oblivious goofball much better than Jim Carrey would have in this film. And I, no, as someone who way. Jim, Ca- I think Jim Carrey is leagues above of Will, leagues above Will Ferrell. But I think that in this particular situation, I think Will Ferrell was like better suited for it. I mean, yeah, better suited for a bad movie. Jim Carrey would have made the movie a little bit different. 
Who would you have rather play the Riddler, Jim Carrey or Will that's, Ferrell? That's not the. Well, I literally, ju- I literally just said I think Jim Carrey's like leagues above Will Ferrell. Yeah, because he's better, and he would have done a better job. And then, but does that mean every? Does that mean every single actor who was better than another actor Ron, would be like good in a run? Who let, do you think would have been yeah. better in the number yes. twenty-three, Will Ferrell? Or Jim Carrey. To be fair, that movie wouldn't have succeeded <laughs> if they had Sir Lawrence Olivier in the role. Anyway, uh, <laughs> friggin' Elf. Elf for me is an S tier. Every single time I hear the line where where Elf, or sorry, where Buddy goes up to the snowman and he's like, "It seems as though I'm not an elf," and then the snowman is just like, "Of course you're not. You're six foot three and you have a beard since you're 15. <laughs> oh my god, I lost it the first time I heard that. <laughs> that is such a funny line. Yeah, this this, funny. this movie is just it's just wholesome, and it's just it's just good. Yeah, the only the only questionably maybe not wholesome thing about it is also like due to the ignorance of the character buddy is when you know he goes into the woods. Oh the yeah, that was sings. problematic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, problematic. But I mean, it, it worked, quote unquote. Maybe I don't know, but uh, so it's if it falls in the same thing as Die Hard, it's an A. Okay. I'm fine with that. Man, we are not going to get an S tier. We should. We we might with my last movie. Yeah, with that one yeah. we should. Yeah. Unless you're difficult. Unless, unless you're difficult. And Roger, it that. is your turn. <clears throat> yeah. My last film is possibly my favorite Christmas film. It is without a doubt my father's favorite Christmas film. I know because he sit, he plays it several dozen times each Christmas. Shout out to you, Dad. Um... This is Home Alone, the classic of a boy who's left home alone while his obnoxiously rich parents go out on vacation for Christmas, and Kevin is left home alone, and then his then Catherine O'Hara screams, Kevin! And then Kevin's all like, you know, he's sitting in the bed, he's making pancakes, and, he's, and it's all like, oh, well, you got to the count of three to get out of here. And, you know, it's a, I did not know until, like, two years ago that the film that he watched was not a real film <laughs> so really yeah, i was really disappointed when i found out that that wasn't huh. a real movie i think it's i think it's called like angels with dirty faces or something like that yeah i didn't know like this whole time i thought it was like <laughs> like an actual old film and it turns out no it's not it's fake which looking back on it i'm like oh well, that makes sense Anyway, yeah, Home Alone, great gags. Um, he would have murdered those, the 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 robbers. He he would have gone to prison. Yes. Or juvenile. Well, it depends on murder. the uh, stand your ground law in Illinois. Is. Yes. <laughs> it was it was preemptive too because he planted those traps. Well, but he thought it out. It was premeditated. He he pre- thought about that. <laughs> he would he would have gone to prison. Like I would I when really he was an adult. we should have a new segment like, you know, prosecute the next the character. Next year we should have a trial. <laughs> Kevin McAllister trial? versus the, the, trial the wet Kevin bandits. <laughs> if we do that, I will reach out to Macaulay Culkin every week to He have would him probably go. do it. <laughs> Macaulay, I know you're listening. You should come on the podcast sometime. <laughs> You're pretty special. Actually, I think dude. He, he does. And, and he does do. Stand, beyond, beyond the stand. Yes. Beyond the stand. Oh my god! Make Could you imagine case. if we actually had him as a witness? <laughs> Make it a case. That would be so as a witness. Cool. He would be. He would be on. The, he would be on the defense. We, we don't know that. We don't know. The, I don't. I don't well, know was, offhand well, his, they, his opinion of like. Well, the weapon well, no, didn't he, die, so it, would it be wouldn't be murdered. It'd be attempted murder. Be, be 
attempted murder. Well, again, we need well, to look twice. the standard ground law count. in Illinois. I think I saw a video that was like, you know, if you if you did like the paint thing where he like throws the paint can off the top of the um, whatever the hell that's called staircase, uh, the banister. Yeah, the staircase. Um, like that would have very obviously murdered someone. Well, <laughs> so, the yeah. the the tall guy got nailed in the face like at least with an iron. Yeah, dude would have. Dude is majorly concussed. One, yeah. he probably has brain damage for the rest of his life. Third degree burns. Oh, the worst part was the whole like the tar thing on the steps, and he like got his foot oh stuck God. in it. That's the one where I, like, actually cringed at. Because, like, all the other ones are, like, cartoony and all that. And then it got really real. And I was very uncomfortable. Anyway, I think this movie gets... Personally, I think this movie gets an A. But I will also give it an S tier. Because, you know, it's fucking great. S tier. It's an an S. Macaulay Culkin puts this freaking film on his back. And he's great. Also, I as a huge lover of John Candy, his like random cameo in here is just great. Fun fact: I watched the movie for the first time ever last night, and John Candy, when he showed up, was the moment I popped. Like I marked out so hard <laughs> because I was like, I was like, man, this is John Hughes film It'd be really cool if John Candy showed up, and then he was in the airport, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah I, I don't know if like a lot of people know this but yeah John Candy I consider him one of the like greatest comedic actors of all time I love John Candy like I think he's great great in playing trains and automobiles got, yeah just go go watch some John Candy films you know Uncle Buck The Great Outdoors like you know Spaceballs there yes. you go John Candy I'm taken pretty from us, sure though that he was supposed to be playing like portraying Meatloaf. John Candy? Yeah. Did you the, make think, this one up yourself too, Mike? <laughs> no, no, no. The, the the character I think was supposed to be like loosely portrayed of Meatloaf. I don't see it, but okay. Like like in like in Home Alone? Yeah. I I've never heard that. Me either. I'll believe you. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna Also, what what did uh what did Kevin McAllister's father do? To afford that big house and to send twelve people on a first class plane ticket to Paris. That's what I was saying. I thought earlier, that. Um, well, first off, half of the it, half of it's his uncle's. I watched it last night and I took notes. Uh, one of them was, "Holy crap, that's a lot of people in the house the first five minutes." And then it was, "Oh wait, half of it's like secondary family. Like the uncle had brought some of his kids too, so it's not just him." Yeah, but even still, that's a giant house for five people it was also it was a, like a gift from like his boss or like a client or something from his work that gave right, him so what job does he do to get that kind of gift i don't get those gifts oh i don't know he's probably like okay so mike i cannot find anything on the internet or sorry our intern cannot find anything on the internet about the meatloaf thing also like mostly when you google home alone meatloaf it's just meatloaf <laughs> recipes but um there there is an article from only a couple weeks ago from the from insider.com saying how apparently John Candy was a little bit bitter that he was only paid like a little over $400 to for like his part in this and he's like yeah well the movie became a huge success and <laughs> I barely saw shit from it well he can have a giant pancake from Uncle Buck instead oh my god Mike yeah if, if, what's your last movie my last 
My last one is Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way. The 1996 American Christmas Family comedy film directed by Brian Levant stars Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. Sinbad, fresh <laughs> off of his film, is portraying a genie. That never happened, but you all remember that it did because of the Mandela effect. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a father who is too wrapped up in his job and forgets to get his son who happens to be played by Jake Lloyd, the future Anakin Skywalker, a the the popular toy at the time, Turbo Man, which was I believe a ripoff of Power Rangers. Oh yeah. Yeah, checking my notes checking my notes of jingle all the way it was a power rangers ripoff because like free brain brain i don't even remember the dude's sinbad's character's name the bad guy um he had like putties that looked like power rangers sorry oh yeah i remember that and um he goes around arnold Schwarzenegger's character goes around town trying to find the toy and sinbad uh his character is also trying to find the toy for his son at the end, Arnold Schwarzenegger ends up going to the parade, and because he is just physiques, his physique matched uh, superheroes. Monsters. They put him in the Turbo Man suit, and he get we received the toy, and gave it to Sinbad so he can give it to his child. And the Jake Lloyd was like, "I have Turbo Man at home, and it's my dad." The Turbo uh, Man was, was one of the, you the whole time. This was one of the last <laughs> films that. Uh, Phil Hartman was in but this movie is not well received critically however amongst uh, you know the audience it is enjoyed very much uh, I for a Christmas movie I give it a B I enjoy it a lot it's probably one of my favorites it's not the best movie ever made but I like it because it shows consumerism collectibles and it's pretty much me when I'm trying to get something so that's me at Comic-Con when they're in the store and they're trying to, like, get something. Also, there's a scene where some kid is looking at, like, Ghost Rider toys. And I remember having that toy. And when you look on that shelf, I had a lot of those toys. Because 1996 was a great time. I have a hot take. Are you guys ready for this? Oh, my God. So, since Home Alone is an S-tier movie, I almost by default have to put Jingle All the Way as an S-tier. Because I enjoyed that movie a lot more than Home Alone. What? <laughs> I watched both of them this week in order to prep for it. J- I mean, I like Jingle All the Way better than Home Alone, but I think Home Alone's a better movie. I thought Jingle All the Way was a better movie. I I, I will also say, I came into uh, Jingle All the Way with no expectations at all. I thought it was going to be a bad movie. It was an okay movie, but like my expectations of it being so low made it that much better while as while coming into home alone i was like oh this is the s tier movie like it's going to be great and i didn't know that like the last 20 minutes of the movie were like the famous like they try and break in i thought it was like more of the movie um nope so like i i'm i don't actually think jingle all the ways is the s tier but i'm going to put it in the a for me um I, it's great. The only knock I have against the movie, and I I hate being the person that does it, it's just Arnold Schwarzenegger's accent during it. Just, like, I'm just a normal guy. Like, Turbo Man. <laughs> like, it was just so weird. I could never... 
why couldn't he be like an immigrant? I it's great. Now you you <laughs> now Matt's racist. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just like for whatever reason, like I just couldn't. I don't know. It's just good. I think Schwarzenegger is just goofy, and like I know that movie's goofy too. But like I just can't. Have ta- you seen Kindergarten Cop? I can't take. I can't take the Terminator seriously now after this movie because it's like he's just in his office like i'll be right with you i i just got this work call in like 20 minutes you're my number one customer you're my number one see yeah why can't you picture somebody with from germany or austria speaking that way especially in minneapolis minnesota Where a lot of German people settle, and that is where German is widely spoken outside of English and Spanish. <laughs> um, Mike, before I give my opinion of the movie, can you please say Turbo Man in um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's accent? Turbo Man? No, hold on. Now you're going to be on the spot. <laughs> Turbo Man. Turbo Man. He, re- he reminded Turbo me a lot Man. of Tommy Wiseau. Well, me and Tommy are from a similar place. Turbo man. Turbo man. Turbo man. Ron, what's your uh, letter grade, please? For Poland or for Jingle All the Way? Jingle All the Way, please. I want to get out. I want to get out. Uh, Jingle All the Way, it's a C. It's, it's extremely nostalgic for me. As a movie, though, it's not that great. It's, it's all right. The Turbo Man is ridiculous, and so is uh, John Belushi is a fat, drunk Santa. Um, yeah, the movie's all right to see. It's not great. Um, yeah, sorry. You can keep it in whatever tier. I don't well, care. Well, Law of Averages <laughs> is to be so. Okay, well, there you go. Well, no. Turbo Man. I know. Did he give it a B? I gave it an A. So, oh, you gave it an A. Yeah, never mind. I thought he gave, they gave it an A. All right. All right. So the last film. We'll, we'll do this really quick. So the last film. Okay, the last film is A Christmas Story. It came out in 1983. Uh, it basically is nine-year-old Ralphie wants one thing, a Red Rider 200 shot BB gun with compass and stuff in the stock on the side. When he mentions it to everyone, they all say the same thing. You'll shoot your eye out. And basically a whole thing happens and, you know, like, he gets to the end and he gets a Christmas day and he doesn't get what he wanted. He actually got a pink bunny suit instead. And, um, you know, like, his dad actually bought him the gun because he's a quote-unquote good dad but questionable dad but whatever so he ends up shooting his eye out moral of the story guns are bad uh i'm gonna give this movie i love this movie but i already know where it's gonna get parked um i i think it's a great christmas movie i know it gets it's going to get knocked on this podcast because of the availability of it during christmas time so i'm to do with anything i'm going to give it a b what do you guys think? A C? Once you get past the point that there's no plot, it's a C. And the kid who, put, who got his tongue stuck into a pole became a porn star. <laughs> Great. He did. 
Okay, it's a B. All right, that's our tier list. And don't you want to like say what the final tiers are? Yeah, might as well. <laughs> All right. So at S tier we have Home Alone. A tier we have Rudolph, Charlie Brown, and Elf. In the B tier we have Muppets Christmas Carol, A Christmas Story, Miracle on 34th Street, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and Jingle All the Way. And our final film rounding out is Die Hard, and that is in our D tier. So, what do you think of how our first round of tier list went, gentlemen? I mean, this shows why democracy is... Eh, I'm just going to leave it at that. I think our tier, li- our tier list is good. I don't think... We should have had more in, like, C and, like, D. We should have had more films. Okay. But, um, I mean, next, next, next year... Next year we can add to it. Next- and we can also probably... We could probably talk about films that are already on the list. Yes. If there's any like corrections that we want to make after we put macaulay culkin on trial (laughs) next year i am going to fight like hell for a hallmark christmas movie called love under the christmas table see y'all next year all right follow us on social media merry 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 christmas Christmas. guys and merry christmas mom merry christmas man